Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please welcome the lovely and talented PJ O'Rourke making his podcast debut. I have never potted before. I am so excited. <laughs> oh, come on. The word in the office is you pod more than Anthony Weiner uh, in an adult bookstore. Now, come on. <laughs> I, I thought there was some other word for what Anthony did over the social media, but never mind. Let's Look, not go there. This no, no, is, we will uh, definitely this. go there because the only point of doing a podcast with PGR Rourke is to go there. But before we get to that, I just want to mention you're going to be one of the stars of the upcoming Weekly Standard Cruise. You guys are cruising out of Rome, going down to Venice, then up through the Mediterranean, going to go to the former Yugoslavia and to Greece. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful trip. I, I think it's going to be spectacular. I've done one of these before. We did one, um, trying to think of whether it was last fall. I think it was, fall, uh, I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. We, we went from Barcelona uh, around, you know, through, uh, out the Mediterranean, popped by the uh, Rock of Gibraltar, uh, and went over to Lisbon and then on up to uh, Northern Europe. And it was just the best. I'd never been on a cruise before. I'm expecting sort of shuffleboard or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, but it turns out that what it is, you get to go to all these cool places and take your hotel room with you, you know. So you never. My you understanding know, re- is under the laws of the sea, if you actually see someone playing shuffleboard, you're allowed to fling them into the Mediterranean or Adriatic, as the case may be. I'm I pretty believe sure that's, that's true. Works, I, right? I, 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 I believe that is true. And, you know, we have all these uh, great people, you know, that I've been writing to all these years, but mm-hmm. have never actually seen. And uh, we would have dinner with them every night, and they're a great bunch. And it turns out these cruise ships have. Uh, uh, um, they have about six or eight or maybe ten different bars, so it's all good. <laughs> a floating bar. That's exactly where you need PGA or work. It's, it's, flo- it's a floating bar, a way to take your hotel room with you. And, and the possibility um, yeah. that tobacco products may be destroyed by fire out on the deck, is that a possibility as well? You yes, know. yes. you have a little balcony with, the, with, with your room so that you can go out there and privately violate every tenant of Mayor Bloomberg. You can go out there and consume fatty foods, put salt on things, uh, smoke a cigar, have a huge Slurpee. Uh, uh, and in, in, in every way, get your own back against Mayor Bloomberg. Well, it's going to be a great trip. And for people who want to come along, more information, go to TWSCruise.com, the weekly standard, TWSCruise.com. Uh, now, speaking of cruising, I know that you've written about, uh, in, the, in the current issue of the weekly standard, about the failure for us to, failure to launch, if you will, the uh, decline of NASA under uh, President, the Obama administration. Why is the decline of NASA a problem, P.J. O'Rourke? Well, it's just, you know, this is uh, uh, one of the things we have to face up with, uh, up to, no matter how conservative we are, no matter how small a government we would like, is that in a big democracy, a government is going to waste money. So let's waste, waste money on stuff that is fun <laughs> and stuff that is really turns out to be profitable. I mean, our space program, which is actually a very small part of the discretionary, it's like around, mm-hmm. found, it's less than 4% of discretionary spending. Um, you know, it turns out it's not just Tang. I mean, what we've gained from the space program has been everything we do all day. I mean, you and I are being bumped up and down from a satellite probably right. in, this, in, 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 in this podcast. We'll go out of, of our satellite. And, you know, your satellite phone would be good for nothing but whacking people over the head with, you know, and they're not even big enough to be useful for that. If it, GPS, I mean, GPS, this is part of the space program. There are, you know, there's something like a thousand satellites up there doing stuff for us all the time, protecting the nation, 
and uh, and allowing us to 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 to, to you know call our son-in-law okay. and, and and so so anyway and we're just like uh, the Obama administration is just in basically indifferent to this and 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 I got to say it's it's uh, let's spread the blame a little bit like the political system has basically been indifferent to the space program. Uh, from both parties for really since 1969 we landed on the moon it's like okay done you know <laughs> you know it's so it's so sad i'm a psychophantic pga or work fan who sits around i bought a smoking jacket and a cravat that i thought you would own just so i could wear it and here we do our cool. first podcast and i have to disagree with you because I'm one of those small government guys who thinks that uh, the government that can't even figure out who in the IRS office is tracking down the Tea Party of Missouri, the same federal government that can't keep track of, uh, of, a, of a consulate in Benghazi and still doesn't know where the president was for the seven hours of that attack, there's no way I want that government to be involved in multi-billion dollar large-scale projects like trying to fly someone to Mars. You know if we try to fly someone to Mars, that what's going to happen is we're going to to slam into Jupiter and cause some kind of intergalactic global warming crisis if we let the government do it. <laughs> well, I like the private sector point. doing it. There, 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 there is that point, alas. <laughs> but uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, these things, it's a, it's a little bit of kind of a situation. Is if Ferdinand and Isabella said to Columbus, um, you know, when he got back uh, and said, you know, there's a whole new world out there, and they said, Oh, well, cool. Uh, and, like, next time, why don't you just go to Majorca? <laughs> <laughs> but there's something to do in Majorca. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I understand completely the sat- you know, the inner space, the satellite stuff that you're talking about. But uh, what, give me one good reason why we should spend billions of dollars to send somebody to Mars just so we can say we sent somebody to Mars. That is really I'll give you question. two good reasons. Okay. One is we're going to spend the billions of dollars anyway. We're probably point. going to spend it on something much worse, <laughs> uh, like no child left behind. I mean, sure. what if they deserve to be left behind? What if they deserve <laughs> a whack on the behind? Um, and uh, the other thing is we don't know. When we started heaving people into space, when you know, or, or Alan Shepard, John Glenn stuff, just like go up, go around, come back, you know, okay, you know, when we were sending monkeys and dogs and stuff up there, we just had no idea that, that there was anything useful up there. Right. And then it turns out like it's a huge, huge, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, a multi-billion-dollar economy that has been growing. Uh, uh, faster than than almost any other aspect of, uh, of the economy. Now, most of this is private, and, and the future of this is private. But it helps to um, to have a government that uh, is uh, NASA is still the 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 largest collection of technical brilliant expertise in the world. Mm-hmm. And if we let that go, China is going to pick it up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> They're not, they're not worried about uh, uh, they're not worried about small government. <laughs> I don't know that I'm worried about China going to Mars because and I'm not an expert on this PJ. I defer to you. I don't think there's a Walmart on Mars for them to sell their products to. So I think we're pretty safe. There will China be. Going to Mars. <laughs> there will be. <laughs> there won't be a Walmart me. because we won't be able to afford to fly the oversized customers up to Mars. We'll, need, we'll have <laughs> to send that. skinny yeah, people there. up there. There'll be a Starbucks and a Fresh City waiting for you on Mars, not a, there, not a Walmart, maybe. I think. And get a smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about President Obama, um, I, I mean, one of the things that, that your piece points out is 
this lack of a vision. In other words, wh whatever, wherever you fall down on the line, whether you think we should be doing deep space exploration, zero space exploration, something in between, you look to your president for a vision. And I, I look right now at the Obama administration, I can't tell you what it is they want to accomplish other than not getting thrown out on their ear. That's the best, that's the best I can figure out. Do you see a vision? That, that, does seem to, that does seem to be the primary objective. I think what they want to accomplish is what has become the traditional second term of presidents, mm. which is like an invariably a huge disaster. I mean, it's been for going on now for like practically half a century. Uh, it's like uh, it started out with Jimmy Carter, who had his second term first. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like every president has the second term where they just kind of run into a wall, you know. Mm -hmm. And since the Obama administration never knew where it was going anyway, you know, it's, uh, it makes the wall that much more of a surprise. But this thing is just really falling apart. I mean, this has I been, mean, I, you know, I can't, I can't. Eric Holder, the, the, the Joycelyn elders of, uh, of attorney generals, you know, has just, like, gone completely <laughs> around the bend. See, I you know? knew you would get another Anthony Weiner reference in there. I knew that was going to yeah, happen. Well, there PJ. is. There is. Yeah, and just let, let us pause for just a moment to consider Anthony Weiner. That guy gets elected mayor of New York. We're living in end times. You know no, I mean? no, no, no. This is not, not believable. Okay, this is the knock of wood as I pray, along with every other talk show host in America. Please, dear God, please make Anthony Weiner Mayor Weiner. We need the material, J J PJ. Yeah, we, we do. We do. It's absolutely true. You and I want Anthony Weiner to be mayor of New York. Just because of his last name, never mind his behavior. We want him to be mayor of New York. But, but the thing is that, that people, the, ordin the, the ordinary member of the public, must never, ever allow their hopes and dreams to be chained to the hopes and dreams of reporters and humorists. Uh, we, have, uh, we just have a different outlook on, the, on this sort of stuff. What do you mean? I, I, I have a little story I, uh, I tell about this, is that, uh, about you know, what, why, why you don't want what reporters want is uh, I, I, I was in a store in Peterborough, New Hampshire, uh, here where I live, uh, a little store, and all of a sudden a camera crew, television camera crew, comes bursting in through the door, uh, all excited. And uh, this is not something that normally happens in Peterborough, New Hampshire. And I'm going, guys, what's up? And they said, oh, right across the street here, there is a big liquefied petroleum gas tank and it's leaking, and all the emergency services in southern New Hampshire and all the police and everybody and all the news crews and stuff are all on their way. And I said to them, I said, well, I guess this wouldn't be the moment to step outside and have a smoke. And, and the cameraman looks at me, and he goes, oh, please <laughs> do. Yet we're reporters. We worship different gods than you do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, well, the god, public. the god that the, the reporters have been worshiping has been the god of the of, of Obama, not the president we actually have, but the one they imagined. Now that the AP story's broken, now that Eric Holder's been caught lying about spying on a reporter, and I mean, just the notion, PJ, of a reporter as a flight risk. I mean, other than from a paternity suit, but a, a reporter <laughs> yeah. as a flight risk in an espionage case is just so insane. Do you think the press is going to continue to apply rational scrutiny as they've done for, oh my gosh, almost two weeks now? Or they go back to their pre-scandal, there's got to be a way to defend Obama status? No, I think the adoration has worn off. You know, I, 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 I think it's taken a while, but I think we're beginning to get a little bipartisan dissatisfaction here. 
I mean, there are a number of Democrats who've come around on the Benghazi thing and said, you know, this is just not only were you lying to us, you know, I mean, it's politics. We know you're going to lie, you know, but I mean, this was just a, 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 a cock up from start to finish. You know, I mean, this is just this is just pure incompetence. You know, the, the, the IRS uh, um, scandal, uh, the Democrats are fully aware that a politicized IRS is dangerous to them, too, because it won't always be President Obama uh, in office. It might be President Rand Paul, and then where are they going to be with the Brookings Institute, you know? And it, it's, you know, this is like, you do not want to go down that road. They want to keep their little nonprofits uh, uh, um, safe, too. So, I mean, they're... They're upset about this. And then, you know, AP is kind of a mainstream uh, media, you know, kind of liberal-leaning uh, uh, organization. Right. And when you start tromping on them, people start get Watergate memories. And so, yeah, I think the bloom's off the rose over there in Obama land. <laughs> well, we shall soon find out. I, I think that they're going to fall for the poppies of liberalism. They'll be passed right out at the feet again, listening to Jay Carney as though— you can believe a word he says and buying all the stories about how it's not important where the president was as people were dying in an American consulate. And what difference does it make? So that's where I'm afraid we're headed. But maybe there's another planet out there where reason and justice will prevail. And P.G. work the, uh, the folks at NASA will get us there. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. I really appreciate it. We're hoping it. to collide with that planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, given their track record, I'm not so sure, but we'll take what we can get. By the way, this broadcast is brought to you by the uh, Weekly Standard crews, P.J. O'Rourke, Fred Barnes, uh, Bill Crystal, Stephen Hayes, the whole gang will be part of this terrific event coming up this fall. For more details, go to TWSCruise.com. That's the Weekly Standard Cruise.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.